When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and it is a Monday, a beautiful Monday here in Pittsburgh. I don't know about you, Matt, but it looks like winter might be over. I have that feeling, too. I actually grabbed my uh, flip-flops out from... (laughs) (laughs) through the just about 10 minutes ago and find find matches for him i'm sitting here in shorts and a t-shirt which is a little ambitious but it's clear and beautiful and it's draft season it is draft season but over the weekend matt a couple of teams made some interesting moves uh including the baltimore ravens signed odell beckham jr to a one-year deal worth 15 million dollars guaranteed um now, I imagine that there might be some voidable years on the end of that thing, and I would I would hope so anyways. Uh, they can't be that dumb. Uh, but either way, uh, adding Odell Beckham to that, so I ran the numbers on this, Matt. Since, since the 2020 season, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham has played in 21 games. He has 67 catches for 856 yards and eight touchdowns. Since okay. two thousand, since the twenty twenty season, Antonio Brown has played in fifteen games. <laughs> he has eighty seven catches for one thousand and twenty eight yards and eight touchdowns. For that, the Ravens gave Beckham his eighteen million. Uh, the the package uh, with everything fifteen guaranteed though fifteen guaranteed. That's all I can think of is a fifteen guaranteed. He's had two ACL tears. Yeah, uh, I I think they're going to regret this big time. Well. Let's unpackage it because he's 30. He turns 31 in November. And you mentioned the the injuries, the durability. Even if we take it a step further, there's only two two seasons. 2019, which was his first year in Cleveland, which didn't go so great, but wasn't a disaster. And 2016, where he played a whole season. I mean, even his first two years in the league, he missed uh, five games combined. And then he played four games the next year. He's not Mr. Durability. No, he absolutely is not. Now, is he worth 15 million guaranteed? I think the answer absolutely is no. Like, so for me, if they did this move and gave him 5 million guaranteed and with a bunch of incentive stuff, and if he signed a deal like Juju signed last year, right, right, right. With all kinds of incentives, you know, laden, laden into it. I got no problem with it. Right. 
so a lot of stuff to unpackage though i mean since this happened there's all kinds of instagram rumors that him and lamar are buddies and now lamar's happy and there is something to be said for going to get Alan Lazard to make Rodgers happier. That's today's NFL to some degree. The old school people don't want to hear it. Oh, the players shouldn't have any value, you know, any say in this stuff. If it lands Lamar and that whole mess becomes a, you know, smoothed over and everyone's thrilled and the contract gets signed tomorrow, overpaying for the older guy has is a little more excusable to me. I also think when we saw him last, which was the Super Bowl two years ago, back when the Rams <laughs> were good, <laughs> I thought Odell looked really good in a Rams uniform. That was eight games. I mean, it was a playoff run. I thought he played well the last we saw him. But that was but he was also time. getting co- nothing but single coverage in that because he's playing Absolutely. opposite Cooper Cups on the field. Absolutely. Who's and drawing Mark- those double teams in, in Baltimore? I mean, Mark right. Andrews is what Mark Andrews is. He's not a guy that you necessarily say, oh, we got to double him on every play. He's a tight end. Oh, I know. But I also think Bateman, Andrews, Beckham, Aguilar. Sounds like a whole bunch of guys who are injury prone to me. And a second round pick or a first round pick is the best group of receivers Lamar's ever had. Well, there's no doubt about that. But I I mean, none of the three guys that you mentioned, Odell, Andrews or Bateman when's the last time any of them made it through a complete season unscathed oh I know I know I mean it just doesn't happen including Lamar including Including Lamar yeah including Stanley I mean including every good player on their offense Uh, I mean grand 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 scheme of things this changes nothing to me with the Ravens are they are they a slightly better team yeah maybe for five games Mm -hmm. you know when are you playing the Ravens no, I don't think it's wow. They just signed a Hall of Fame receiver in his prime. Changes, you know, their win total. Well, that's what I'm seeing on on Twitter, though. Like, no, really? you know, even the like some of the national, like that, like you know, the guys who should know better are treating this like they just signed Odell Beckham in 2015. Right, right. right. He's not well, that I'm guy. For him <laughs> yeah, he's not that guy. No, I think he's a peripheral piece. But I think their passing game could take massive steps forward, health aside, but more because of Monken, the offensive coordinator, and I'm talking about if Lamar returns, and suitable pass catchers for the first time in a while. I fear their pass game more now, assuming Lamar comes back, which we should not assume, of course, than I did a month ago. But, I mean, a lot of that's because of who they hired and can they keep their quarterback and things like that. Not like, boy, they just added a superstar pass catcher. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the Todd Monken fan that, that uh, maybe uh, you are or some other. Like, I, I mean, this is not his first rodeo as an offensive coordinator. No. And he's gotten, you know, he, he led the Browns in 2019 to a 6-10 record. The 2018 Buccaneers, when he was offensive coordinator, went 5-11. and 11. Uh, 2017 uh, Buccaneers, when he was offensive coordinator, 5-11. and 11. And 2016, he was the offensive coordinator, coordinator in Tampa Bay. They went 9-7. and seven. I mean, he, he's this is not – they didn't just sign, you know, young Andy Reid here to be their offensive Agreed. coordinator. Now, it is different than what Roman was doing. I'll give him that. That's where I'm going with it is a change from Roman to me is a feather in their cap. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't look at him as, as being 
I mean, he's never coordinated a team that's made it to the playoffs. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I just think that a more traditional offense, no matter who's coordinating it, needs to happen for that team. Throwing yeah. to receivers, throwing outside the numbers, you know, not demanding so much of Lamar. That Ricard's a good player, but I don't need – 80% snap count for my 290-pound fullback. But he might know. be the best that they got, though. That's that's the problem. Yeah, oh, I hear you. I hear you. you. Know, I'm just yeah, looking it doesn't at... change the balance of power for me, but I do think it's noteworthy in that it might lead to good Lamar news from the Ravens. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. I'm we'll looking see. here at Todd Monken's offensive finishes. Uh, 19th in 2019 in Cleveland. Uh, 2018 with Tampa. They were uh, 12th. I'm sorry, they were third. No, wait, where are they at here? They were third, but that was the year they turned the ball over like crazy. That was the Winston last year? Is that the third? I believe so, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, the year before that in Tampa, they were they were ninth. Uh, in, um, or I'm sorry, they were 19, 19th in Cleveland, ninth in Tampa, but they turned the ball over like crazy. 18th in Tampa and 27th in Tampa. Okay. And he's never had an offense – He's never coached an offense that finished better than 18th in total points in his four okay. previous. So, I mean, it's it's not like this guy is some, they didn't just go get Bruce Arians in his prime. No, I, I this, this is, this is simply a move to a more traditional style offensive coordinator. I think it's smart. I mean, I think that way of playing offense ran its course. And I think, but I don't know that Greg Roman couldn't have done that. I don't know. It's not like Ro- it's not like everywhere else that Roman was an offensive coordinator. He ran that style of offense. They changed that for Lamar. Well, he also was Kaepernick with the Niners too. And okay. <laughs> my problem with Roman wasn't installing the Lamar offense because it worked, but there's been no adaptation since. And that's well, that's a, a problem. But, but like, he's—I mean, if I look at him. In 2019 in Baltimore, they were the number one offense in the league. And they took the world by storm, and he, t- you know, he won the MVP, and nobody had seen that before, and it worked very, very well. But they're running the same thing in 2022. That's my problem. Well, I mean, but I look at this. So they were first in 2019. They were 10th in total offense in 2020. They were 14th in total offense in 2021, and they were 12th in total offense in 2022. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, they so it's were not really like not... it wasn't working to a degree. I just don't think that Baltimore has done a good enough job of surrounding Lamar with talent. I think there's a lot of that, particularly on defense. I think the defense has fallen off the cliff. It's not falling completely off the cliff, but it's not what it once was. If you put that, if you put what Lamar does, run the football, control the clock, all that good stuff, mm-hmm. and you put that with a with a top five defense. Well, they have to complement each other. They have to. The right. problem is, is they don't have to. The Bills don't, don't have to. You're I don't right. think that they've done a very good job of drafting to support what they want to do. I think that's the biggest problem with the team is Mel gives them an A the day after every draft because they made a ton of picks and they got a lot of brand name guys. And then you look back at their draft classes and they're not getting that out of the players. I, I think their drafts have gone on really south post Aussie, to be honest with you. Yeah. I also think not throwing to running backs and receivers is a hard way to live in this NFL. You know, I mean Yeah, you're not taking the layups. No, you're not taking the layups. You know, I mean I'm just looking at their early picks the last five years or so. Outside of Lamar, we're talking like Hayden Hurst, 
Marquise Brown, neither of whom's with the team, Jalen Ferguson, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman, Owe. You know, that a lot of injuries, a lot of snaps not for the Ravens in that group. Yeah, so uh, I don't, I don't know. We'll, I, you know, we'll see if it works out for Baltimore. Um, you know, uh, it may depend on when you play them this year. Who's mm-hmm. on the field? I mean, that's that's just the reality of it for that team. Uh, the trend of that team in a big way. It, it, it absolutely has. Either, you know, it absolutely has. We also saw the Titan, who went and asked Kevin Byer to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Their Pro Bowl safety. Then they go out and they give, and I, I love Jeffrey Simmons as a player. They gave him a four-year, $94 million deal. If I'm Kevin yeah. Byard, I'm like, okay, wait a second here. <laughs> I like Jeffrey too. Jeffrey's my teammate. Love him. Good dude. But you're giving him $25 million a year, $24 million a year, but you're asking me to take a pay cut. Yeah, I think it's all about age. I don't know Byard's age off the top of my I head. I think he's but... getting close to 30. It makes sense. I mean, I think they're in a total, total rebuild. Might have a top five, top two pick next year. And Simmons is somebody we have to keep. And that's the going rate. And defensive tackles are really expensive right now. Yeah, Byard uh, Byard is the 29. So, I mean, I could see him getting traded in the next month. Yeah, that would be interesting. But that, you know, so people who are talking about, you know, Cam Hayward being overpaid or, you know, there's all the silliness. Oh, Cam the, at the end of the, at the end of the season. Well, you know, could the Steelers cut Cam Hayward because he's making you know this much? He counts this much against cap. That's the going rate for a good defensive tackle. They're more and more in demand. And the other thing that's really interesting to me too is that I'm going to pull it up just so I double check. But there is a group now of defensive tackles, and I'm not even talking about Hargrave or Jones who signed with you know Seattle. Guys on their first deal that are coming up here in led by Simmons that are just loaded. I mean, like that draft, we we got Quinn and Williams coming up. We have um, Christian Wilkins is on the horizon. Dexter Lawrence, they're all the same draft class. So, and same with Simmons. I mean, that's everyone to double check. They were all top 19 picks. They're all young. I almost want to say superstars. I mean, top 10 easily, if not better, defensive tackles. I think it's smart for the Titans to be the first one to sign the guy as opposed to the fourth one to sign. Yeah, don't set, you know, don't let's let your guy come in and say, well, I want a million dollars more than that guy got. Exactly. I mean, or give me a dollar more or 1% more or whatever still. And I'll take Simmons against any of them. So I don't have a problem with it, but it's it's a cool, it's a it's a harsh world. It's tough being a safety. It's tough being a running back. Right now, it's good to be a defensive tackle. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Cam Hayward's cap hits here the next two years, he's still signed for two more seasons. Uh, $22.25 million this year, $22.4 million next year. Uh, that's, that's, that's a bargain. That's a bargain, and you could still move it around if you had to, or, you know, and right now you don't have to. And yeah. His, you prefer not to. Yeah, you're getting every dollar out of that from him, particularly when you mentioned the off-the-field leadership stuff. I mean, even if he would slow down after the season and is still a plus player but not a pro bowler. If he's just he's a – if instead of being a top five guy at the position, if he's a top ten, he's still yeah. worth that money. 20, right. What he yeah. brings to the table with the cap going up is still worth it, yeah. Which leads me to, Matt, 
something that you and I have, I think we basically have come to an agreement on. I mean, the Steelers need to draft Cam Hayward's replacement this year. See, I think at the latest next year. At the latest next year, but it would be good to do it this year. Yes. Um, just because you could be in position. You're you're not going to get Carter at number the number one defensive tackle. Don't but you make- you could have your choice of everybody else. Possibly. I, I think there's a very good chance that's the case. And if you think that that guy is out there, you think that that, that replacement is out there, um, because that's such a premium position – and I, I thought Jim Wexel put it a, a, a good way when we were, we had him on last Friday. Mm-hmm. They've used free agency to fill the cheap spots. Right. right safety. Right. Guards. Safety. Guards. Linebackers. Places that you don't want to spend a lot of money. Now yes. you use the draft to go out and, saw, and, and, and get three guys at those, at those positions that are more expensive. Cornerback. Yes. Defensive tackle. Maybe an offensive tackle. Maybe a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But you add that cheap talent through the draft, then you can decide five years from now or four years from now whether you want to pay those guys, whether you want to give them that big contract. But you got you got three or four years of, of cheap labor from those guys relative to their position. Absolutely. You, you definitely don't want to be in the market where you have to go outside the organization in free agency for any of those spots. Like, man, we don't have anybody we can put in the field at offensive tackle or defensive tackle. We have to go shopping. Well, you're going to lose that battle, you know, two out of three times. And the other one might be a wash. Like you're rarely going to win. Boy, we got a great bargain in free agency at left tackle. Like, no, you're not going to do that. You might- <laughs> so, yeah. And, oh, by the way, if you draft, well, pick your poison for, say, Dewan Jones, you know, Dewan Jones, whoever, with a premium pick this year, two years from now, you might look at him and be like, he's not good enough. Well, we draft another one. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to go shopping on free agent market. Yeah, you're still – I mean, if you take the guy in the first round, he's probably – I mean, people call Ziggy Hood a bust. Mm-hmm. Ziggy Hood started a lot of games for the Steelers. Wasn't he the 32nd pick, too? He was the thir- – yeah, he was He was a late <laughs> first-round pick. Right. He started in Super Bowls for them. I mean, if the Steelers got Ziggy Hood at 32 this year, that's not too bad. You know, like, he would help the team. A guy that plays 10, year in the, 10 years in the league is not, is not a bust. And a starter, right. And a right. starter, yeah. Right, on right. some really good defense as well. I mean, yeah, he maybe he's not a star. But guess not what? Right. Not every first-round pick that you take is going to be a star. But if he starts for you and is a contributor, it's like Terrell Edmonds. People, well, Terrell Edmonds was a bust. No, he wasn't. He was, no, a, he wasn't. He was a good starter for you for a long time. I don't care what round you took him in. It doesn't matter. Yes and no, because back to what Jim said, Wexel – and we've been talking about this for years. If you take a strong safety, a guard, a running back in the first round, for them to live up to what you paid for them, they almost have to be a star. Now, I'm not saying Edmonds is a bust or Najee is a bust because he's a running back. But a left tackle, a D tackle, a corner, if he doesn't stink, you get their money's worth out of them. You know, you get your investment out of them. You know what I mean? Right. You know, where that's the... That's the real don't take a running back in round one conversation is if I draft Bijan at 15, he almost has to be a top five guy for his rookie contract to make that a good investment. You know what I mean? And later, yeah, I don't know if that's the case, though. You know, I looked at the so I went back and looked at every draft since the 2015 season. I think I, I came up with a, I think it was 12 running backs who were taken in the first round. 
since 2015. Yeah. Of those 12 guys, you could easily say nine of them were not busts. Like they had a letter of four nets. Thousand yard seasons and, uh, you know, it was was a a capable back for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that hit rate of 75% is probably better than just about any other position. That's another thing about it, too, is what's the chances, what's the bust rate on those guys? Pretty low. Pretty low because a running back is may, might be the easiest position to scout. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I like I can watch this guy. Oh, look, he hits the hole and he's gone, and you know yeah, he, yeah. he's got good vision, all that stuff. It's really hard to bust at that position. But what you can't the to me the difference with some of the first round running backs is the durability issue. And that's a hard thing to predict, of course. Those guys typically hold up a little bit better than these guys who end up going later. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, agreed. And I mean, where the mistakes are really made is giving them a second contract. Right. That's where that's where the the real problem comes from. I mean, if you fifth year option them, you know, Najee. If you fifth year option them, franchise them, you get six good years. Chances are that you're not going to give them the next deal. You know. Right. And you know that you got six good years out of a a premium mm-hmm. running back. Yeah, and draft, again, who's and, and always available. Into- Going into a sixth year, you draft another one. Do the same thing. Yeah. So let it lap for a year or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, I just thought that was interesting. That defensive tackle market, as you said, um, right. is going to is going to start heating up here. People are going to be talking about the defensive tackle market, given some of the contracts that are going to get signed here, as mm-hmm. as this continues. The Hargraves and you know those contracts, kind of in that same light as the wide receiver market a year ago. Yeah, I think both those positions are. You want your son to be a wide receiver or a D tackle right now in the league. And with D tackle, I think there's a couple of reasons why is first off, there's been a nice infusion of good D tackles in the league the last three, four, five years that are hitting their prime. The Lawrence's, the Simmons, you know, Quinn and Williams, those dudes. But, but if you're going to play a lot of too high, your D tackles have a more responsibility than ever. I mean, the league has gone to too high, less man, less blitz. Well, if I'm a D tackle, that means I'm going to have to stop the run with less support in the box behind me, you know, fewer stacked boxes. I got to get home without much blitz help. So more is being asked of me. Right. I, I got to stop the run and I got to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Ideally. Without a lot of blitz help or a lot of extra guys in the box help. Yeah. That's that, that's why to me in this year's draft, I mean, I don't see all that many guys who are capable of both. I know. I see guys who are good run stoppers. I see some guys who are, you know, pretty good pass rushers. There aren't many who kind of, I, I, to me, the three premium guys are Carter, Brisset, and Keanu Benton. For the Steelers, like you're not going to put that can do that can do both. Yeah, that can right. rush the passer a little bit and yeah. also stop the run. And I think, and we've said this a thousand times, and obviously it revolves around Brisset. Is you break ties in defensive tackles' favors, right? Especially in this class, compared well, yeah, to without a doubt, the corners, you know. Yeah, it's really deep in cornerback. Um, you know, if it comes down to Brisset or Joey Porter, I'm taking Brisset. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. just, you know, I'm torn on that one. But Brisset versus Branch. Brisset. I just think because there's so many cornerbacks that I, you know, even if I have to overdraft one at 32 to make sure that I get one that I like, I'm good with that because there aren't many defensive tackles that are going to come in and help me right away. So hypothetical per se is gone. You didn't get a chance at him, whatever, or 
your medical staff things or whatever. He's not a stealer. He's, a, you know, for whatever reason, he's not in the equation. Are you reaching on Mazzy? Are you reaching? I, mean, I still like, I still like Keanu Benton better. Yeah. I don't I, know. Mazzy Smith really doesn't move the up. needle for me as a pass rusher at all. Yeah. I need more production. But what about Kervin Dexter? He may take a year. He, he might may, take a year. He yeah. may look like louder milk for the first half of the year. And I don't mean that as a compliment to Dexter. I mean, see, that's the that's the thing, though. I'm I'm more willing to roll the dice with louder milk and say, okay, he's at least going into year three mm-hmm. and, and see what he and Leal can do, as opposed to taking another high pick and throwing it at that position on a guy who might not be better than the two guys that I have in my roster. I don't think he would be the second he arrived. But I'm thinking, like, the second second-round pick, Dexter has a little bit of a – higher bust rate than some of the other guys, but I might roll the dice on him because he's a D tackle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a tough question. When's they're, they're going to be asking themselves here, no doubt. Um, Matt, did you know that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere on your smart speaker? All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio for my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, over the weekend, you sent me The Beast is Out. The Beast is Out. I thought we'd uh, we'd take a look at uh, Dame Brugler's uh, work a little bit on that. Uh, Maybe skim through his uh, top 100 players uh, in in this uh, available draft here. We'll do that when we return right here on The Drive. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 